0: Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of the Iron Women. Welcome back, ladies. We are starting a new series today called Prioritizing the Spiritual. And we're going to have four episodes under this series, each with a different topic, kind of under the umbrella of spiritual disciplines. Today is going to be primarily starting with the foundation of the Word, um, the Bible. And before we jump into that, we're going to get into our connection point question so I'm going to randomly pick one out of these that I already chose (laughs) where would you like to live when you're older and why oh I know this one right away okay yes um my husband is a
1: pastor and so um we would like to retire on Main Street USA Disney World Florida. <laughs> I want him to um have a church on Main Street USA and I will retire as doing a Minnie Mouse costume. That's yes, who I will be. He's
2: like a princess, well Minnie Mouse. Is
1: yes, I but... oh yeah, much rather be Minnie Mouse <laughs> yeah. than a princess, especially because you know I'll be, you know, 75 years old right. and um yeah, you'll need me covered, but I I want to maintain health and vitality yes yes
0: yeah that is such a realistic dream too and i'm sure disney will let you come hey, and plan a well, church there yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yes we can pray we can dream
0: yeah
2: yeah oh man um I tell you, this is a hard question for me because Mark and I are just the type of people where we're like, if we, if we want it, we're going to go after it, which is why we're in South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, this is where we want to be right now. And we feel like this is where God has us right now. And so if that ever changes. But I don't know. North Carolina, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Such a big leap. Such a big leap. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Seriously.
0: My (sighs) ultimate, if I could live anywhere and grow old and die anywhere would be (laughs) with unlimited funds would be Charleston, South Carolina, because... Mm. My, my first answer probably would be Disney, but I'm not going to copy hers. My second would be Charleston. As long as I have money to spend on the amazing food everywhere and the shopping on King Street and like the really nice stores, not <laughs> yes, just like yeah. H&M, but like the <laughs> nice ones. Yes. Um, and I would specifically want to live in one of those brick condo apartments looking out onto the battery with mm. the pineapple fountain in front yeah. of you. That would be the dream. Yeah, that's classic. You and I have such
1: spiritual aspirations. (laughs) Yeah. I should have said, you know, on – well, I have said, like, if, you know, he dies before me, um, I would like to go to a mission field. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, at disney world <laughs> at disney world the <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, listen
2: lots of people need jesus and yes, Disney. So. yes
0: <laughs> well today we are going to jump right into the spiritual disciplines part one the word as i said earlier in today's world we have the busyness of life happening no matter what season or stage of life you're in we all are busy um and I think we can all agree we create our busy, Mm -hmm. um, whether that's your work, family, if you got kids, um, church life, and just your fun stuff. And then we have the spiritual life. So today is kind of diving into the importance of prioritizing the spiritual over every other life Um, and why and how and what that looks like for us and how we've grown and how we can continue to grow So we're just going to get right into it here. First, we're going to kind of start off with what is each of our own um, relationships with God through his word, time in it. And what does that look like? Are you happy with it? How has it changed over time? And do you foresee it changing? Do you want it to keep growing and advancing and all that good stuff? So, yeah,
2: I'll start. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm almost embarrassed to admit this because I've been saved for, what, like, oh, 13 years now? No big deal. Um, but, like, my actual study of the Word of God did not really start until I moved here to Graceview. Uh, and the funny thing is, is, like, I thought that I was, like, studying the Bible. <laughs> I was like, look at me. Oh, I'm so spiritual. Um you know, because I would, like, look up a topic and, like, Google all the different verses.
1: That's <laughs> the topic. A start. at the start. Right?
2: Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, now I know exactly what to do about that. Um, But, yeah, like, the whole, like, studying the word and, like, seeing that it's, like, one complete story, seeing where all the pieces kind of fit. Um, Yeah, that never really started for me until I had a church body that, like, lifted up the ministry of the word of God so much and held it in such high esteem. I had just never had that before, believe it or not. Like I went to a Christian ministry school and like they like taught the word of God and how important it was to like read your Bible and study it. But no one gave you tools to do that. Um, You were just kind of like told to do it, but like not practically how to at all. Mm. And the crazy thing is, is I didn't even know that anything was missing.
0: Like, I literally
2: had no idea that, like, I wasn't doing something, you know? Um, So, yeah, that's been, for the last, like, two and a half years, really, has been something that God has, like, I feel like catapulted me. So, yes, I see I have a really, like, expectant and excited heart for, like, where he's going to bring me in that adventure because he's already, like, blown my dang mind and like my understanding and comprehension of the word. So yeah, I'm excited. It's, yeah, it's been really, really cool. So
1: Hmm. yeah, it's one of
2: those things that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. 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 And when people just aren't like having the conversation and they're not even like making you aware of it, you know, so, which is sad, but also one of the reasons why we sit before you here today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, to have these conversations and to talk about them and to, um, yeah, like, open up those channels and, hey, could you be? Like, is this something that you do? Have you ever even thought about it?
0: You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Mine, um, I've been saved for even longer than you. It's <laughs> <laughs> similar story. Not really. But um, I've been saved for 20 years, wow. even though I'm only I'm about to be 27. <laughs> but. Got saved when I was six, so that's 20 years, which is crazy for a 20, almost seven-year-old to be able to say, been saved for two decades. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. Mm. And I had the Christian school from birth all the way through high school and lived in a pastor's home, um, and ministry was just life, and so it was always there, so different than you. I knew it was there, and I was always, I knew what to do, because I had a mom and a dad that, you know actually studied. Yeah. didn't just uh clock in, clock out to yeah. being Christians like it was it was legit for them, but um and I've gone through seasons. I mean, I didn't really have any sort of personal time with the Lord on a regular basis um till probably I'd go through like, you know, when the new year comes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like probably in middle school and high school I'd be like, I'm starting my devotional on day 1, and I'm going to go the whole year and then I make it like 13 days and then I would <laughs> drop it off cuz I feel like a failure. Um <laughs> So like that would go, you know, in and out. But um, college, I I would say I I really started going through like longer seasons of actual um, in-depth Bible study and prayer and learning how to pray um, uh, and how not to just read the Bible, but meditate on it, um, really chew on it, um, journal through things. Um, But then again, would fall off. And then it was really in the the single uh, stage of my life when granted, I felt like I didn't have anywhere else to go mm-hmm. uh, emotionally uh, or spiritually. No, I was no longer um, dependent on a, on a human being to help me process things. It yeah. was just me and Jesus at the end of every day. And I, it was there that I kind of figured out what that really looked like. And, and it changed from just a, like, you should do it and you can do it to like actually want to do this, yeah. Um, like really develop a relationship <clears throat> with the person of Jesus and, and the Father of of God and the Holy Spirit. So I would say just in the last five years, it's it's really developed, and even even just in the last probably six months, I've learned more and more of not just reading the Bible and getting someone secondhand version of a verse through a devotional by actually doing the study for yourself which i know yeah um, i've heard a lot from mama teaching on that and stuff um but how to do that and just in the last almost two months now of this year because again i started on a whole new plan you know for the new year (laughs) and i'm doing pretty good (laughs) and i'm almost two months in it's actually it's amazing like when you actually plug it out and keep with it like my mind is so less chaotic yeah. When I'm regularly in the Word and like talking to him yeah. every day. It's like, why wasn't I doing this all along? <laughs> like I've been missing out on so much. Been saved 20 years and I've just now, I feel like am getting the relationship aspect down yeah. of yeah. it of it all. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, my personal stories, you know, I'm I'm a good bit older. I'm fifty-three, so I've been able to Go through a few more decades of figuring out what this is, and um, you know, a lot of my or how I do things now in my in my Bible study, my prayer time, um, just my time with the Lord has developed out of really learning how to evaluate myself, and um, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later especially as we come to the end of the program um, and even the end of the series, because we ended up developing something called a spiritual growth planner that, um, you know, involved and included this concept of evaluating and considering and just testing yourself, asking yourself questions. And so, Quite a few years, I have been doing that now. And that, for me, was a game changer. Mm. Um, I remember being a little girl and wanting to be the person that read her Bible all the time. I loved Bibles. I stole Bibles. <laughs> I um, I did anything uh, when the evangelist came to our church and he would set up that little table in the back. I always remember, I remember the one year he had a pink Bible that had the little snap closure. <laughs> and he saw me eyeing that thing up. I was probably nine or 10 years old. He saw me eyeing that up. And he came to me because he was actually the man that led my, father to the Lord. And he said, you know, I could really use someone helping me keep my table organized all this week. And, you know, um, we can set that pink Bible aside. And if you'll help me, you know, I'll give you that pink Bible. Well, you know, I was there every <laughs> night and I stood there, you know, remember the years of those week long revivals. And at the end, because I kept his table organized, he gave me the pink Bible. Aww. And so, um, you know, I, I've I've always had a desire um, since I was a believer for the word of God. I tried reading it. Um, you know, I, I come from a time where like, devotional books and stuff were far and few between. And, um, you know, you didn't have, you know, Amazon to just go look something up. You had to wait till mom and dad were making a trip to the Christian bookstore 45 minutes away. And, and so I would, you know, I'd save money and I'd try to get what I could. And, but it was a struggle. Um, I remember just being told, to read your Bible and pray and have devotions. That was the big word in the 70s and 80s, devotions. And then I remember it transitioned to quiet time. (laughs) Transitioned to quiet time in the 90s. And now I don't even have a name for it. Um, It's just, it it looks different most days for me. Mm. But the key was learning and, and getting the tools. And like, even Erica, you mentioned the concept of chewing on it. And I, I remember hearing that all growing up, like mm. you gotta chew on it. And when you say that to a, a young person, like we have, we have different visuals in our mind about what chewing on <laughs> it means. And I, I don't remember, I'm not going to say it wasn't taught, but I don't remember it being really pushed as to what that meant to chew on the Word. And so I I believe I tried even through my teenage years, um, my college years, um, going to a, a Bible college, Christian school, and I still really didn't get it. And in my 20s, I actually started teaching a women's Sunday school class and all the while knowing. I am clueless about the whole concept of the Bible. Mm. Lots of scriptures. I knew lots of scriptures, yeah. memorized scriptures like a mad woman. i yeah. do anything, like I said, for a Bible or a pogo stick. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I memorized thousands of scriptures. I knew lots of stories. Yeah. Our Sunday school teachers were great about yeah. introducing us to the stories, as well as I knew some principles through scripture. Like, you know, this is how we think towards this, and, and this is how we don't think towards this. And, and I even had some of that um, sanctification legalism in there of, you know, we don't go here, we don't do this, and it makes us a better Christian. And so I think by, by my mid-20s, it was mostly read three chapters a day and have like a 10-minute prayer time trying to of that list. And really, no concept of how the Holy Spirit leads you in prayer, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize to read Scripture slowly, yeah, you know, and thoughtfully. And so, in my late twenties, early thirties, still starving for explanation, how we were able to be under a pastor that really knew how to study the Word of God and teach it, and that gave me a desire to like, I want to see it the way he sees it. Mm. And I will admit for a while, I thought that those that had the special calling to preaching or teaching were given special insight to this. I I just started, you know, having this dilemma of can it be me that looks at scripture that way? And it's so interesting because as I've studied church history and stuff through the years, that goes way back to that reformation time where only certain people could get their hands on scripture and you had to go to the higher ups mm. the leadership of the church for them to have so it's funny how even those things have trickled down through the years even though I wasn't raised in that mm. so yeah lots of tools um I would I would search for anything and everything and I started asking questions mm. of people And I feel like, you know, in my late 20s, early 30s, that was the beginning of the change for me. And um, yeah, so now very different, very different. Um, And, you know, lots of steps in that journey. And, you know, we can talk about that a little bit more. But I will say that in the last 30 years, it's been mostly making priority of the Word of God and the study of it. And I'm pretty convinced that that's where the secret lays or lies. I don't know which one it is. (laughs) Um, So yeah, as we go into this, just the study of the word.
0: You said earlier about the whole concept of chewing. You had heard it and heard it and no one really Mm. explained. But in real life, what does chewing mean? (laughs) Like, how do I chew on paper that has words on it? Um, so yeah. maybe we can dive a little bit into what the different disciplines of time in the word, study of the word mm-hmm. is, because there is so many different aspects of it. There's the study, meditation, memorization, and the the difference between reading and studying, the difference mm-hmm. between just sitting in it and then doing something with it. Right. So maybe yeah. we can talk about that a little bit in case there are people who've never heard the word mm-hmm. meditate on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I know what memorize means, yeah. but like, why and how? Yeah, yeah. Or are afraid
1: of the word meditate?
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yep. Because there's some
1: yeah, I've experienced that
2: pocus, pocus, yeah. new agey type of teachings going on that are, I mean, granted, yeah, there there's some danger in them, yeah. and um, definitely some heresy yeah. <laughs> going on in yeah. that. Uh, well, yeah, it is heresy, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the word meditation in the way that, um, we are using it is taking scripture and slowing yourself down enough and correct me if I'm wrong here, but slowing yourself down enough to really take in every single one of the words. So we're meditating on scripture. We're meditating with the Lord, quieting ourselves, quieting our minds, quieting our bodies, enough to be able to hear from God, you know, it's like the busyness of life. Like you had mentioned earlier, it just, it's constantly going, you know, and now just in, in the place that we're, that we're in time they've said has has actually has this whole uh, concept of actually speeding up because we're exposed to so many things and so many, current events from social media and everything else, our brains are actually thinking that time is moving faster. So mm. it's it's bringing yourself to a place where you have quieted enough of the happenings, enough of yourself to be able to really receive from God. Mm. Um, chewing on the scripture, meditating on the scripture is just taking it word by word by word, letting it soak in, not just like reading past it, reading, like, what, three chapters for,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. check,
2: okay, check, read my Bible today. Um, Like, you know, and from what I've found is you can almost get more out of reading over two to three verses yes. than trying to digest three whole chapters of the Bible, you know. Yeah. um, Now you can get context and everything for those three verses from the three chapters, but when you actually, like, take just one single verse and you just read the words carefully and allow them to hit you in a way where the distractions are gone that's what i would kind of define meditating as
1: yeah and there's there's gonna be lots of areas within these these um ways of looking into the scriptures that we can just give some more thought to, detail to. But one of the things I have found as I try to teach women these different ways is, especially coming from the very um, Baptist background that I've come from, it's they're a little bit afraid not to do their three chapters Mm. and their 10 minutes of prayer. And when I suggest to them some variety, they're like, am I allowed to do that? And I'm like, well, who's telling you you can't? Um, Yeah. who, Who set the parameters, who set the rules on what this looks like. And so but if you go back to that concept of busy, I think that's what we have to address first. Yeah. Because that is the number one excuse, reason, whatever that women have said to me. I just can't study the Bible. I just, I'm struggling with time with the Lord, you know, having my devotions, quiet time, whatever you want to call it. And I really had to start considering this busy. Yeah. This busy. Yep. And um, the thing is, we are all busy. We all have the same Mm 24-7. We all get to choose what that busy looks like. And um, evaluate our busy, like evaluate. And that's what we I think we start off at the top of the program of, you know, how do we get this in and, you know, prioritizing and for some odd reason, I believe it's, you know, enemies ways. Mm -hmm. Um, We somehow have convinced ourselves that it's okay. God understands yeah. to put spiritual priorities last.
0: Yeah. I know for me it was and it's probably our our culture and the world it's you know instant gratification of all things nowadays and it's just like and we'll probably talk about this later um but like spending time in the word most days, like I don't want to get up an hour earlier in the morning when I prioritize sleep over all things and <laughs> my routine and my schedule, especially when I feel like I walk away nine out of 10 days and I'm, I'm like, so I didn't get any divine revelation from the Lord this morning, <laughs> but I knew that He met with me, even if I didn't feel him or if I didn't feel a prompting on something specific or didn't get some giant um, uh, eye opening concept um, or goosebump feeling like it's it's a going in and putting in the work because it's hard. I mean, there is moments where it is easy, uh, quote unquote, but it's normally you are profiting off of lots and lots and lots and lots of hours put in just doing the work of it, sitting there and letting Him speak to you and not, all right, I'm reading my verses. I'm filling out my little devotional three questions. I'm doing my uh, confession, adoration, Thanksgiving, supplication, (laughs) prayer outline with the Lord. And then, all right, got to go get ready for work. It's, It's a lot of all right, I believe in faith. I read the word. I met with him this morning. He met with me. I didn't get goosebumps, but I'll meet him again tomorrow. Yeah. 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 And it's, it is work. Yeah. So maybe we can talk about like, cause I think people, everything is, people don't want to work for anything. Mm. And the best things yeah. in life, we're so willing, like you just said, for some reason, we've, we've somehow made a deal with God one-sided of, I can put you on the back burner because Mm. I don't always get an instant gratification feeling of time in your word from you. Yeah. Yeah. And we're then prioritizing and put and almost making an idol of what we receive from him. Yes. Oh, definitely. Instead of what is he receiving from me? Yeah. In this time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, if I could speak to that a little bit, because I'm the feelings one of the group. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there has been a a huge shift for me recently in this. Um, And probably my most recent, like, dry season here, you know, because we all go through spiritual dryness and everything else. Um, But I have a tendency to kind of, like, drift into some depression or, you know, anxiety and stuff. Um, I'm just, I'm a big feeler. So I feel everything big, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, including my time with the Lord, you know, um, I worship big. I, I feel God big, you know, but then the times that I don't, I immediately think like there's something wrong or I'm doing something wrong or, you know, that there's something amiss or, or whatever. And so, I will have a tendency to kind of like sink into some depression or or whatnot. So this this past um kind of dry spell that I would say that I that I went through, I remember like being in the middle of that and so clearly hearing God say, when the feelings weren't there, the knowing carried you. Mm-hmm. And I have never been like a logical, like logic-driven person, you know, like this, it's just who I am, like, you know, and man, I just remember that hitting me so profoundly because here I was, this was pretty recent, you know, like in the last six months. Um, and like I had shared earlier for the last two and a half years, I really have been giving myself over to the study of the word for my first, like the first time in my life. And man, that was so true. Like I literally just sat there in that for a little while, like I'm not depressed. Like I'm not like I f- I feel things big right now, you know, but like I'm not sinking into this like despair. I'm not like I'm still being carried by exactly what you were just talking about where like I'm not in the feels right now. I'm not like on my face in tears before the Lord or anything like that. Um I'm not getting like huge revelation, but man, Lord, you're like I'm consistent. <laughs> like hmm. I feel like I'm still being like brought along in this journey and I'm not giving myself over to the throes of depression and and everything else. So it was really uh, intriguing to me that like truly like a foundation. And I was like you, you know, when you were saying like, I had a ton of scripture memorized. I had done a bunch of Bible studies and everything, Bible studies, Mm -hmm. um, but had never like actually studied like the entirety of the word of God. And so it really does create like this foundation that truly
1: carries you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Well, when I go back to that that life-changing time for me, um, my life was very different than that it is now. And sometimes, you know, those around me look at me now and think, oh, your empty nest, and your whole life is women's ministry and studying and teaching. But I have to remind them it wasn't always that way. Mm. And so when this change happened, I had two children, um, you know, they weren't, they were like daycare ages, you know, preschool ages, teaching full time, uh, second grade. We were part of a small church. And as most of, people in ministry know small churches, you do everything. Mm. So I was the piano player. I was the Sunday school teacher. I did the meals. Um, you know, I sang in the quartets and, um, you know, just did the nursery and, and then cleaned up the church after and, you know, whatever needed done. And so my husband at the time was teaching full time. He was an assistant pastor at this little church. And he also coached, you know, because when you're in, you know, Christian education, you do whatever you can to earn that few extra hundred dollars. And so our life was what I think the average person would call busy. And it was in that time that I really sensed God calling me to, you've got to take some steps, Deanna. Mm. And I am not a morning person. Um, I've had to get up extremely early as a school teacher, but I have learned I am not a morning person. Um, I'm not sure what day of the person I am. But um, and so in that time, it was just like I tried. I was normally getting up at 515 to get ready for school, get the kids out. be, up, And I'm like, OK, I'm going to get up at 430. Well, it just yeah, no. didn't work. <laughs> Hard no. <Yeah. laughs> 30. Like 4.30. 4.30. I just, I don't even think it's godly to get up at 4.30. I have friends that get up at that time. I'm like, why? Why? And so I tried it. And all I would do is I'd go out to the table and I'd just doze off yeah. in and out. And so. Been um, there, done that. Yes. Feeling guilty, <laughs> feeling like a failure. Normally I would have stopped at that, but then. Just that prompting Saturday mornings. Mm. You know, the kids were starting to sleep in a little bit. They they learned how to get their own little Pop-Tarts yeah. and stuff like that and play in the room. Oh, such a glorious it, season. It is. It's a, it's a glorious <laughs> season when they can do their own things. And I started getting some stuff. And on Saturday morning, I would give like an hour to it. Yeah. And my thirst was developing. Yes. And um, started- Isn't that st- so cool too? It is. It, how it truly How do you yourself does. tastes
2: of it and God literally like meets you in it and honors it and just grows
1: your desire. Yes, he really does. And I think that's just the power of the word itself. Yeah. And so that's where it started. Yeah. And it kind of just blossomed from there. And eventually the Lord changed my scenery of life mm. and allowed me to- have mornings and have more time with him. And I think being set free from this bondage of it has to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. It has to be a certain time. Like even when you, Erica, mentioned like an hour before I go to work. What where did we get these concepts yeah. of one hour, 30 minutes? Yeah. Um, you know, who who set these boundaries and these lines drawn in our heads? When some mornings for me, it's literally 10 minutes. Yes. And some mornings, it's two to three hours. I mean, because my schedule, you know, allows that. So mine looks different um, every day. It looks different every day, but there's consistently something. And I liken that to just my own relationship with my husband and family. Mm. Our relationship, our getting together, our, our, conversations, our touches with each other do not look the same every day. Mm. It's some. sometimes it's we're with each other for days, and sometimes we're with each other for an afternoon, and yeah. sometimes it's just a text with each other. And that's how you build relationships. That's good. And I think that's how I just started like, I'm going to build my relationship with the Lord this way. Mm and just being set free from all that that bondage of it has to look like this yeah and learning the different ways to have relationship that that is when it just became okay this is this is just me and and you time mm. and just like in our a human relationship like you know we don't have like skyrocket experiences most of it's mundane Mm. Most of it's mundane. And I had to learn that about just the time with the Lord, because I really feel like we as believers are addicted to spiritual highs. Yes. Very guilty. much. Like, I'm yes. guilty. We want heebie-jeebies. And we yes. think, you know, something needs revealed all the time. And, yeah. and we want that conference concert experience yes. every morning. Yeah. And now that I'm a little bit older, I can most positively say... Those are things that helped me along the way, yeah, but those are not the things that necessarily grew me, yeah, and um, really gave me the foundation I have now. It's funny that you mentioned
2: that because that is where I feel like the Lord is like bringing me out of. That's what yeah. I feel like He was getting to. And He said, You know, when the feelings weren't there, the knowing carried you. I think that that is what I'm kind of moving towards, like actively right now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um because it it really is like and it's like you said in God's mercy like he he knows us yeah. he knows our hearts and uh he knows like you know i feel like sometimes he just like throws us a bone yeah yeah <laughs> you know and he just he knows that that's something that gets us excited mm-hmm. and that can motivate us onto the next thing and what he has for us and so but i i do think um, it's not necessarily the goal like like what you were saying, yeah, this maturity, this completeness in Christ is mm-hmm. the goal. Um, not necessarily needing those those big, huge moments to carry you into the next, um, but being more consistent. And that's what
1: scripture tells us. Yes. It's, it's what Paul says, I attain unto. Not that I've attained it yet. And I, when I read that scripture, um, I have in, in one of my Bibles that I use <laughs> that I circled it. Um, not that I have found it yet or attained it yet. Yeah. And I'm like, what is the it? Yeah. And so I went back, you know, to the context behind it. And it was... It was to know him. Yeah. And the power of his resurrection. Yeah. And the fellowship of his suffering. Yeah. That is the goal yeah. to know Christ, not to check off three yes. chapters a day. Yeah. So the goal is knowing Christ. So whatever brings me to that. Yes. It that is now success. And it frees me because I no longer. I no longer have guilt mm. about not sitting an hour in the morning mm-hmm. every morning. Mm. It, th- this is this is a very free relationship I have yeah. with him, but that freedom is still in the foundation of Scripture. Yes. not just every little thing that comes along, and that's that's I think where you have to be careful. Mm. Um, it's freedom in the Word of God, getting to know Him through the Word.
0: Yeah, about the. Maybe we can go into so we've addressed it doesn't the legalism aspect yes. on the um pendulum swing. Yeah. Like it has to look the three chapters, it has to look at, at like an hour a day, it has to yeah. be the four aspects of prayer every yeah. time you enter in. Right. And then well, what about on the opposite side right. of the of the pendulum swing of well, I go to church. I listen. my pastor preaches over an hour. yeah, <laughs> uh, ours does um, on Sundays. and you know, I worship on Sundays, and I you know, I stand there when we're all praying together, and I agree and is that enough? Yeah. Is that qual does that qualify for the personal relationship with Christ? and where is the the balance between legalism and this almost like, I don't need to have the personal private time. Right. I go to church. I have the Christian radio on in the car when I'm in there for 15 minutes mm-hmm. dropping the kids off or going to work every day. And yeah. then where is where's is there a middle? Does the Bible say oh, anything yeah. about a middle? Yeah,
1: I'm glad you brought that up. You know, just a, a story from my past. I remember when I first started teaching this, um, I was teaching some of this concept to a pretty large group of women and i i i felt like i got across that you know it's not just about the checking that box and your 10 minutes of prayer and and i go into just like learning these other ways and and it was oh probably 3 or 4 years later i had a conversation with a woman at at this church And um, she had actually gone forward, you know, one of those services where they ask you to come forward. And the pastor then, you know, had me go out with her. And so we talked and she said, she said, I just, I just feel like I'm really down spiritually. And I said, well, what is your time like with the Lord? What does that look like? And that's, that's my go-to question. Mm -hmm. She says, well, you told me years ago that I didn't have to read my Bible or pray anymore. And I'm like, what? When did I say that? Um, I would have never said yes. that. And so she's like, you know, when you said I didn't have to check my three chapters and do my 10 minute prayer anymore with my little list. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, I said, no. And, and it's that moment where you just totally want to defend yourself. Like, missed, Yes. <laughs> um, I'm like, you know, was that a moment where you checked your watch? You, d- you got a drink or something that you totally missed that. But I do think there has been a lot of that swing uh in, in Christianity, especially in, you know, our area of the world. I don't I don't know what it's like out in California, but you know, we look at a lot of statistics and yep. it seems to be the same world round. Mm-hmm. And there definitely is a balance. There there is a balance. And I think that's what we, we always strive for, moderation balance. I don't know if we'll ever get it here on this this cursed earth. Yeah. But if we just do what the word says. Yes. And we get to know him through his word. Yeah. It's very, it's very clear. Mm -hmm. God revealed Himself through His Word. Yes, He revealed Himself through nature. And I believe that's a great place to worship Him and just see His awesomeness. Mm -hmm. He revealed Himself through His Son. Yes. So if we take that He revealed Himself through His Word and He revealed Himself through His Son, where do we get information about His Son? in the word. Right. That's where we get information. Mm-hmm. And so when we try to develop a relationship without the word of God, we can very much get off track and into some things that could be hurtful more than helpful. Yeah. And so th- that's that's just what it has to be based in. And so the the dilemma that came then for me was I don't know how to do this. Mm, yep. I really don't know what to do with the word. And I just started asking God, like, you're going to have to help me. Like, And I'm, I'm married to a pastor, but remember, I had that dilemma of I felt like he had special inspiration. Mm. I was even listening at that time and doing a lot of Bible studies of, of a very popular female Bible teacher who I credit so much for what I learned at that time. And I felt like she too had something special. And so I had to get over that hurdle of no, little old me can learn how to study the Bible. Yeah. And God can speak to me through his word, just me and him without what I call that third party. Yeah. But it did take learning. And that's what, what you said earlier, Erica, about it does take some work, it does take some effort. Um, but I do think if you're willing to put the work in on a few in a few areas, there is a simplicity that starts coming. Mm. I, I don't want people thinking that it's always going to be this drudgery, and it's it's like it's like once you see something, you can't unsee it. So once I learned just a few basic tools, um, once I learned the overview of Scripture, I now look at Scripture completely different. And there is a simplicity now that I, it, my, my, my now my, my study of it, it's rooted in that simplicity of a few basic things I know. Yeah. And that encouraged me like that was like, I, I get some of this now.
2: Talk to us about some of those things. Like, um, are you talking about resources? Are you talking about certain study habits? Like talk to us about some of those things. Like, let's give these ladies like some practical, like if someone's listening in right now and they're just like wondering, okay, well, how do I do this? How do I get there? Like, let's give them like a practical, like start here, then move here, introduce some of these things. Right.
1: Well, um, mine, mine my experience is going to be different than what I tell women now because of the twenty-five to thirty-year gap of tools at my time. Yeah, and so I remember just wanting to learn how to study the Bible, and so I asked questions of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I asked a lot of questions. I learned a lot of little tips along the way, but it wasn't until I got my hands on uh, a Howard Hendricks book, mm. living by Living by the Book, I think it's that's what it's called. And um, you know it—it was—it was good. I even at that point was able to pull up some of his teaching videos, um, and I started going through that. And I'm like, "This is doable. Mm. This is really doable." And so my friends and I, we wrote um, a Bible study for studying the Bible. But we felt like, if nothing against Howard Hendricks, he's an amazing teacher, um, but we felt like we needed to bring it a little more doable for the women in our yeah. in our demographic, in our community. So we, we sat and we kind of pulled it down, pulled it down, worked, got it all together, some just basic tips on how to study the Bible yes. and um, took some classes on it. And it's so funny because once we did all that work, then Jen Wilkins... <laughs> or Jen Wilkin, Wilkin, Wilkin yeah, mm-hmm. um, comes out with Women of the Word. Yes. And we're like, oh, we just did all this work for <laughs> two, three years. And here she comes out with it. And we were so grateful for yeah. it. But you know what? I won't give, I won't trade anything yeah. for plowing through some was, of that yeah. harder teaching. Yeah, So learning a few concepts, Women of the Word, I consider to be one of the most basic foundational books out there. and I have literally purchased probably at this point thousands of them to yeah. give to women, yeah. um, to have at events and stuff. And so um, the other thing was the overview of the Bible. Yeah. I started hearing little little touches of this concept. and once again, there wasn't much out there on it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay. I started a nonprofit in 2009 and I started realizing, oh goodness, I'm going to be out there talking to people and, you know, random people, not even believers are going to start asking me questions. And I didn't get the whole divided kingdom thing, the whole Israelite thing. I mean, I'll just, I'll just be honest. Mm. I thought the trajectory of the world went Bible times, little house on the prairie, (laughs) the Waltons and now, and I know it seems like, Really, Deanna, How could you be that that stupid? That's literally what I thought. Yeah, I I did not have a concept of the whole world going around me, and um, you know, BC student here, um, and more interested in social life than studying, and so finally, I I just got myself on. S- my hands on some tools. And I don't even I don't remember what some of those f- first tools are. Mm. I I really wish I I did because um I I I think that would be crucial in, you know, just my history of this, mm. but I started learning the overview of scripture. Mm. And same thing happened. My gift is prophecy. So when I learn something that changes my life, yes, I put it into some type of form where other women can use it. Mm-hmm. And so I developed an overview of the Bible study using um, Max Anders, 30 Days of Understanding the Bible. But I looked at that. and I'm like, 30 days of understanding? I, You know, I needed like 30 months, yeah, you know, to go through something mm-hmm. like that. And then just started reading some other um, just it was more commentary type stuff they've now since come out with some decent stuff on overview but i i really like how god taught it to me and that's how i teach it i just keep it very basic yeah and i i am now able to tell the story of the overview of scripture and i actually understand it so when mm. i turn to any place in the bible i have a backdrop in my mind yes of what's happening with these people, this family, what happened before it, what happened after it. And that's what my life is now, like going deeper into that, that study of overview of the Bible. So how to study the Word of God and overview of the Bible. There are some things out there now, but I mean, not to like toot my own horn or anything like that. But we've gotten a lot of good response on the one I've written and that you actually videoed for us. And like we are, I keep saying literally, Erica. (laughs) I'm picking that up from you. We are truly seeing women having light bulb moments because being a second grade teacher um, for a good bit of my life, I learn to bring things down, and that's not yeah. to insult women. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I try not to insult anyone's intelligence, but I have seen some of the most intelligent women in my classes be like, Deanna, I never, I never learned this yes. about Scripture. And so you know that's, that's God working. So I would definitely go to those two things first and um, you know, we have a website, um, you know, with our our church ministry, gvwm.org, that lists a ton of resources that, you know, I've used through the years and some other ladies that have
0: served beside me. Mm-hmm. So changed my life. Yeah. Changed my life. What would you say would be some resources that have changed your life and yeah. how to study?
2: Uh, it's funny that you that it's overview of the Bible for you, because that is definitely what it is for me. God is so... Um, intentional. and so i I actually did video the series that Dana um wrote for Overview of the Bible. And that right there was probably one of the single most like impactful for like my understanding of the word courses yeah. that I ever did. <laughs> and it's funny because, If any of y'all are video editors out there, you know that you have to listen to the material like (laughs) 18 times to get it to like fit and go together in like one um, cohesive story and series and stuff. And so, yeah, that was my pleasure and honor to get to do that. And so I feel like I took that course like six times (laughs) just to get it put out there. Um, But man, God was so intentional for me in that because I really learned the material. Uh, I absorbed it. I heard it over and over and over again. And like, I know it's so silly, but I had no idea that it was one story.
0: Overarching. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's
2: like, I know like that it all goes together. I just kind of thought it was, I don't know, like a, like just like all these different ones just like put together. I had no idea that there was this arc Mm Mm-hmm. That this yeah. all fits together in this beautiful timeline. Um, so that, and then in the same season, our church ministry, our women's church ministry was also um encouraging us to do the Bible recap with mm-hmm. Terry Lee Cobble. Yes, yes. And so I took that course in the same year as finishing the Bible recap. And when I I don't know if it was, because I know that there's like commentaries and stuff and there's study Bibles and you can like read all that. But for some reason, like being able to listen to a podcast after like you do the reading yourself and having someone bring life into it. And there's nothing like getting that for yourself, like when, when you can study it, you know? Um, but for the first time, you know, God in his grace, just, man, he, he just, he spoke to me through that. And he just, opened up my eyes to some of these things in the scripture that I was like, Oh my goodness. You know, she does something in the Bible recap called the God shot. Yeah. And it just, it kind of, it just ties in, like the character of God mm-hmm. to the passage that you just read. Cause that's the reason why we study the word, right? Yeah. That's the reason why we even open it. It's not to puff ourselves up. It's not to get smarter. It's not to be a mm. bitter Christian. It's to know God. Yeah. And so that's like, that's what I feel like that, that did for me. So those two things together were like, that was like my big, like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't have to be a scholar. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like yeah. God has stuff for me in this. Yeah. So. It's interesting before we hear Erica's thoughts on hers. Um when I was going through this, my husband said, "But Deanna, like you and all these women, you, you have study Bibles, don't you read like that thing at the front nope. of each book?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, most don't." Yeah. I said, "I would Yeah, I said I I really would try to for years." Yeah. But because I didn't understand the whole just like you said, the arc, the the eras and how they flowed together. I was always throwing myself into the middle of a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like, did you ever do that? Like, yep. you know, family's watching a movie. You come in and you're like, what's going on? Yeah. And someone has to kind of... Feel, I always felt like I was I was coming in on halfway through a movie. Yes. And That's even sometimes like it. the last 10 minutes of a movie. Mm-hmm. And I could never... I, I, it just never made sense. And so... I would read these things, and I, I didn't know then to stop myself. Like, Deanna, if you don't understand something, Stop. Yeah. Don't keep plowing forward in your three chapters, <laughs> you know? And um yeah, so when Bible Recap came out, mm-hmm. that was that was a great tool that you could just like women do this, do mm-hmm. this, do this and I think we pretty much flooded our community yeah. with um the Bible Recap, you yeah. know, through just a few different avenues in in different ministries. So yeah, um, study Bibles are great, but if you don't have that overview, it's mm-hmm. that that beginning doesn't mean anything yes. to you. Yep, and then like with, oh, just silly things like they change names all through Scripture. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Every single one of them. Dag- Jacob um, is Israel. They I all mean, turn no. to Israel. They yeah, all get know. renamed Israel.
1: Who is what Israel?
0: I know. Mean,
1: and then when you do the divided kingdom thing, and you're talking about all these different
0: kings of two different
1: kingdoms now. Yeah. And I do not understand Israel the divided two? Kingdom. Wait a minute, know. Wait, there's a
0: top and a There's pop, like, like what? three Nebuchadnezzars. I'm like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> what in the world? <laughs> I never thought there was anyone you but the one in not Daniel.
2: alone, ladies. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I would say 100% agree that Bible overview course that you did I've been through that and I was similar in that I thought I I had I feel like I was maybe one step further' it was like I knew Bible times was like combined with older times and I was like but I didn't know what older times I thought it was like Bible <laughs> times medieval and then yes. little house in the prairie um, and that was it but then the Bible recap was huge for me um and I love that it was also a a, a woman. That made it easy and palatable for every woman. And it's literally like seven, 10, 12 minutes. Yeah. So how much studying she had to do to be able to do that on every passage of scripture. I don't understand. Like praise the Lord for her. (laughs) But um, that was just blew my mind. And then kind of just recently, something I've really um, grown from is I can't shout the praises of daily grace company enough. Yes. Now they will get you in debt if you constantly <laughs> yes. buy their materials and get on their newsletter emails. Um because they're so pretty and oh, aesthetic. I I and Love La but it's <laughs> it's such good content, but it's simple content. Yes. It's not trying to be overly flowery in their like it's beautiful, but like there's rich content in yeah. their materials. Yes, good content. Um I feel like and, a lot of it's self-led too. They like yes. prompt
2: you and ask you the questions yes. but then allow you you yes allow god mm-hmm. to do what he's going to do with you
0: that's what i've been i've just january i did um because i've gotten like 20 of their bible studies and <laughs> never touched one of them and my <laughs> goal this year was i'm going to actually use these beautiful studies um so the first ones i decided to do was in january was the faithfulness of god from eden to eternity yes. i think the actual book is called amen volume one and then the second one that i've done right now during February is the covenant God through Eden, through eternity. It's called Amen, volume two. And just the, I was telling mama this the other day, the concept of covenant, I have never, I have been in Christian education my whole life. I've sat under many a preacher and I have never heard the concept of covenant and like the main eight covenants and how yes. Christ is the fulfillment of every single, single covenant ever yeah. to exist yeah. in the end of time. Um so that's blown my mind and then that first one about the faithfulness of God was the four overarching theme of scripture, the creation, fall, redemption and mm. I always get the last one wrong. I want to say restoration. Rest- okay, that's yeah. what I was going to say. People restoration have words
1: for. It. Um
0: mm. like literally everything falls in that. Every mini story of the Bible, every character in the Bible, Mm -hmm. their story is literally creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Mm, And Christ is at the end of every single one of them. Mm. I mean, that's just, it's blown my mind. And again, it seems silly, but I I would venture if the three of us who come from different backgrounds, but at the same, similar in exposure to the Bible, Mm. didn't know about this (laughs) still just like... (laughs) <laughs> Later in life. Yeah. I would venture to say most women and girls yeah. are, are in the same boat. So yeah. um yeah, those that I would say are are the same things. Um, and then just taking off the pressure of what it has yes. to look like, but mm. finding or prioritizing yeah. relationship over experience. Yes. Like the highs of church, yes, the highs of worship, the emotion of of uh, being in a Bible study with a group of people and you're all learning together and it's exciting because everyone's sharing their, their highs. And then it's like, you get home and you're by yourself quiet and you're, you know, in the dark and your <laughs> little lamp on it's the like table. The it's like
2: social media of quiet time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's just like, Nope. Like he's just, he's here. I'm here for him to, to talk to me. I'm not prioritizing anymore. Like, okay, what are you going to give me today? Mm, it's no, yeah. no, no, no. What am I giving you today? Mm. Yeah. And so, and you know, understanding
1: that God talking to us—that is the Word. Yeah, um, we, we we need to remember that. Yep. We we want these unusual things to happen all the time, and if you really look back into biblical history, you know, God wasn't like every day to everyone yeah. speaking all these different things. There's not and,
2: 150 burning bushes. Right. Right.
1: And so. God speaks to us through his word. That is him right. speaking. Yeah. And so just, you know, just to encourage women um, in this process, just find some resources. Mm-hmm. Um, get around someone that will encourage you to do this. Yeah. Quit feeling like a failure. We're yes. not we're not failures in this. If if we're even attempting something, um, it's 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 a good step in the right direction. Yes. And so I think I think that's one of the things I would just say to women, like find something, look for resources and just take your first step. Mm-hmm. Just take your first step. Yep. And um he he promises, he's faithful. Yeah. He
0: is faithful. What is the verse? Um, I don't know, the reference, maybe yeah. Hebrews. Uh he rewards those who diligently oh, yes. seek him yes. because it's based on faith. It's not based on goosebumps. Yeah. It's not based yes. on re- yes. personal reward. Yes. It is Hebrews. Uh, yeah. It's no diligently. That's a, that's a plunder. That's yeah. a, that's yeah. a work. Yes. Yes. That's a discipline. Yeah. All back to you yes. know, spiritual disciplines. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. No, you he rewards see- in yeah. the end. He'll honor. Yeah. yeah.
2: You will seek me and you will find me Yeah. when yeah. you seek me with all
0: of your heart. Yeah. 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 So that's going to wrap up our episode today. We always end with our, we came up with a a name for this. Fun (laughs) Cup. That's it. Just to end on a light fun note here. Today's question is, what is your go-to grocery store and how often do you shop there?
1: (laughs) Mm, uh, I have, when I can do this the way I want to, it's Aldi's then Walmart, then Sam's. The one I really just love to shop at is our Publix. It's just, you know, but I know I will pay a little bit more there. Sorry, Publix. (laughs) Your buy one, get ones are great, Publix. Mm -hmm. Yes. But, yeah, Aldi's is, I don't know. I have to sing the praises of Aldi's. It's coming up there. Yeah. I
2: know. I know. Uh, Yeah, I'm a Publix girl. I, so being from New England, we have something called Demoulas. Demoulas. I remember, um, shopping or like always being excited about their salad bars.
0: Mm,
1: Like uh, I loved
2: being able to get my own salad and our Publix here has a salad bar. Okay. And so, I, yeah, I don't know. I love a good salad bar. I love, yeah. like, not having to, like, prep all the stuff
0: myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. just, like, pile it in and have, yes. like, a fresh salad. So, yes. yeah, that's yummy.
0: Yeah. I think Ingalls has that. Yeah, thing Ingles has too. a salad Is bar. Is Ingles too. a Southern mm-hmm. thing?
1: I think so. Do they not have yeah. Ingalls in the North? Bob Ingalls, yeah. I okay. don't think they do. No. Mm-mm, we yeah. no. We do not have okay. that, nor Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. Old
0: oh, <laughs> Piggly. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Um, I would, I've just recently. You know, I've gotten married about six months ago and going to the grocery store on a regular basis has become a new thing for me. (laughs) I actually enjoy going to the grocery store. I'm I'm one of those people. I actually like the routine of going down each aisle. Of course you do. (laughs) But I also tend to spend (laughs) more money than I should. Um, So uh, I would say I like knowing where everything is. Mm hmm. And so I like going to the same Walmart every single time because I know that the layout of the floor by memory. And when they switch the stupid aisles, yes. that I can't stand that. Like I've been going here for 10 years and you're going to switch like something that's been in the same place. So I would say like Walmart just because it's familiar to me. But lately we live right behind a Publix and the convenience. The convenience <laughs> and it just feels like clean and the people are yes. it's like the Chick-fil-A of grocery stores yes. experience. <laughs> yes. You are going to pay a little bit more but it's like oh they're smiling at me <laughs> and they're not just trying to like get me out the door like yeah. So Hey, my Aldi's people are really nice to me. Yeah, all the yeah. workers are yeah,
2: they yes. are. They are very sweet. Yeah, yeah. Aldi's.
0: Yeah. So I would I would say that. So thank you guys so much for listening um, to today's episode. Like I said, we are going to be doing a four-part series. So this was part one of four over prioritizing the spiritual. Um, and next episode, we're going to be looking at prayer as part two of of, of the series. So definitely take a listen and join us for that. And uh, we love you guys. And thank you so much. If you guys were interested in any of the resources that were named, like Bible recap, overview of the Bible course that Mama has, or um, even Daily Grace was mentioned, or several other books, if you are interested in looking into any of those resources, take a look at the show notes. The information is going to be listed there and um, any website links and and fun stuff like that. So take a look there if you wanna go a little deeper into those resources and uh, check them out. Hey sisters, thank you all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or it brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.